We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Welcome to the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I am Charles Caps, and we have a special guest with us today on the broadcast, and maybe for several broadcasts we'll be talking about quantum faith. I know what you're thinking about. What in the world is quantum faith? Well, you know, the Apostle Paul in Romans 8 chapter says, verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's a law he's talking about here. We have the law of gravity. We have the law of physics and all of these things. But Paul says in the 8th chapter of Romans, The carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. In other words, you can't believe with your head what you can believe with your heart. But if you get a hold of the law of faith, it works, and it works well because it's a law of God. We're going to be talking about quantum faith. My daughter, Annette, has authored the book Quantum Faith, and how in the world did you get started on quantum faith, quantum mechanics? It's bizarre, some of the things. <laughs> Actually, it is very bizarre, even to the physicists who study the area of quantum mechanics, because things don't operate in the micro realm, in the quantum area, like they do in classical physics, like the law of gravity. I mean, in the law of gravity, in classical physics, every time you jump off of a second story building, you go down, not up. You know, and you expect that, you know that. It doesn't matter whether you jump, whether you drop a ball, what happens. That happens every time. But when I started getting interested in the area of quantum mechanics or quantum physics, I kind of did it just because it was a little fascinating to me. But as I began to read and study, I realized that, you know, that sounds exactly like what my dad has always taught and what the Bible says. All of a sudden, the things that Jesus said and the things that are even in the Old Testament began to make sense because they operate outside the laws of classical physics, like the axe head that floated. That's not normal, okay? <laughs> but there is some law that enabled that axe head to float that superseded the known laws of physics. And if you get into the fact that Jesus walked on water, well, I don't know anybody that can walk on water and not sink because a classical law of physics says that a 180-pound man is dense and he goes through the water. But Jesus knew something that enabled him to walk on water, to walk through walls, and to heal the sick and do all manner of things that classical physics say is impossible. So it just began to amaze me that actually encoded in the Bible, we see examples of quantum physics and how that works, especially when it comes to the law of faith and how faith operates. That's interesting because, you know, when Peter walked on the water, he did walk on the water, mm -hmm. but he began to observe the wind and the waves, and fearing, he began to sink. In other yes. words, the faith was there, the ability was there to do that, but something that had nothing to do with what he was doing caused him to sink. I mean, he should have been thinking about it this way. I guess the only time you can walk on water is when a storm's on. <laughs> because Jesus was walking on the waves and there was a storm. But, uh, you know, nobody can walk on a swimming pool even if there is a storm on. 
That's so right. there was a different law that he caught a hold of for an instant, but fear caused it to diminish to the point that he sank. That's right. And the interesting thing about quantum physics, and those of you who are really freaking out saying, I can't possibly understand this, you can. If you can understand some of the Bible teaching, you can understand what I'm about to say. And that is the thing that physicists have determined is when they began to look at, if you've seen a drawing of an atom with all the little orbits of the electrons around the nucleus and there's a little dot there that looks like a particle, these physicists began to study the particles. But then they determined that, well, you know, they don't really act like particles sometimes. So they came up with what they call wave-particle duality. And what that means is that, listen very carefully, that actually the particle there exists in a wave state, which means that that electron, that little particle, is not right there until they look at it. Hmm. That means it exists everywhere at once in a realm of all possibilities. Does that sound familiar? Sounds all familiar. things are possible, only believe. So that electron in its wave state is everywhere at once like a cloud. But once the observer or the physicist looks at that to measure it, it either collapses and becomes a particle or it only has one location. So now what that means to me about faith is that we have an effect on everything around us, including the waves, including the water, including everything we believe, everything we observe and look at, we affect by our belief or our faith. And so Peter, when he believed he could walk on the water, he looked at that, he saw the possibility, he entered into it. But then fear, which is a lower force, brought him back into the classical laws of physics, and he began to sink. You know, I, I said something to the Lord about that one time. I said, now, Lord, why did you call Peter out of the boat when he didn't have water walking faith? And he said, I didn't do it. And I said, but Lord, I know you did. Uh, he said, turn to it and read it. And boy, I turned to it and I read it. And Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. He said, what was I going to say? No, Peter, it's not me. He had to. He said, if I hadn't said come, I'd been lying. This is what the Lord told me. He said, Peter painted himself in the corner, and there's nothing else I could do but say come. Now, there was enough anointing and faith in that one word, come, from the Lord Jesus, till the man could walk on the water, but... Then he began to observe circumstances, situations, and things that had nothing to do with what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And fearing, he began to sink. Mm -hmm. And uh, that shows you that fear will take your faith away. That's right. And it doesn't happen all at once sometimes, but fearing, he began to sink. Have you ever seen anybody step in the swimming pool and began to sink? <laughs> no, no, they, they step in there, they go, chug, they're gone. That's right. So... The point was that there was enough power of faith which gives substance to things hoped for. He hoped to walk to Jesus, mm -hmm. and it was giving substance to it until he let it slip from him. That's right. Absolutely. What he believed took him that far on the water. He observed it. Now, the interesting thing about it is, did Peter look at that water and say, I can do that? And by his looking at it and his belief, he actually changed the substance or the solidification of the water and it enabled him to walk on it. How did that work? We really don't know exactly how it worked. 
But what we do know from quantum physics is every time something is observed, it responds to the observer. And we might say that it responds to us. And I know for years you have taught that we can change things with our words, that words and faith affect things. Now, this table looks solid. It absolutely looks solid. It is a thing. It looks solid. But when you get down to the quantum level of it, there are atoms, there are electrons going around the atoms. There is movement in this table, in the actual makeup of the table. That means that it can change forms. If it was burned, it would become energy. Matter becomes energy. But the Bible tells us that we can affect matter because Mark 11:23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Remember Jesus said, All things are possible to him that believeth. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, he said that if you say to this mountain, which is an object, be removed and be cast into the sea, and you believe and doubt not in your heart, that whatever you say, if you believe it, it will come to pass. Now, it may not happen instantly, but it will happen because our words and our faith affect things down to the microscopic level, down to every part of the atomic structure. That's why things will respond to faith. Yeah. And Jesus proved that in every situation. The problem is so many times that people read and find out what Jesus said, but up here they can't wrap their mind around it. That's why Paul said the carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God. The law of God he's referring to is the law of faith, which, like you say, it fits right in with quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and things where it doesn't function as it does in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. So that's why Paul said faith works in the heart, won't work in the head. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I say the reason faith won't work in the head, there's no substance up there. <laughs> <laughs> the substance uh, is in the heart. <laughs> true on many levels sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's right, because intellectual knowledge or intellectual belief, you know, you can have an intellectual belief, has no force or power to it. But the belief in the heart is what brings about change in the things around you. And if we want to bring it down just to everyday living, then you know as well as I do, and so does everyone else out there, that if you go somewhere and you expect good things to happen to you, you create something around you that we would call an energy or a force of faith or belief. It is something that is just around you, and when you go, you're a magnet to good things. But when you are depressed, down and out, you speak words of doubt, fear, and unbelief, then you create another force around you. And that force attracts the negative things to you. So, you know, getting away from just talking about matter and things, we actually do produce energy of faith, an actual energy of faith that draws the things to us that we speak. 
Yeah, the scripture talks about the blessings of God will overtake you. And that's in the Old Testament, only the blessings of the law. Mm -hmm. You know, we're redeemed from the curse, but we're not that's redeemed right. from the blessing. But it comes to you in many different ways. If you believe you're going to be successful and prosperous in life, then it's like fishing. You're throwing it out there, whether you realize it or not, by the words you speak, by what you believe, what you say. If you believe that you're going to live in health, then you're throwing it out there with your words, with your beliefs and what you're saying. It works. It works. Even if you don't believe it works, it works. Well, why don't you make the offer here? And Well, we're going to offer the book. It's a little 32-page mini book called Quantum Faith. And this is a book that I have written that talks about how that faith corresponds with a lot of the laws of quantum physics. And I also have a CD or cassette that you can order where you get these two things together. And it's offer number 2169. And you get the cassette or CD, please specify when you order, plus the little booklet. And it's $10 plus $4 for postage and handling. And the Quantum Faith is actually a teaching that I did in a church where I talked about the laws of God and quantum faith and how these things work together. So that's available. You can either call one eight seven seven three nine six nine four hundred, or you can go to our website and take a look at everything we have available at www.charlescaps.com. I'd also like to mention that if you would like to have a CD of this program, number 7152. It's available on CD or cassette that you can order for $10 plus $4 for postage and handling. So those are our offers for the day. All right. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.